I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. All right, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Best Thing We've Seen podcast. My name is Flo. And I'm Gabe. And we're very excited today to bring you a very special episode because um, we had the idea of maybe like once a month or every every other week to um, to do a special episode where we don't talk about the best thing that we've seen all week, but rather the best thing that we've seen from a specific person. That could be an actor, it could be a director, it could be a comedian, who knows. Or maybe from a genre, best horror movie, right? whatever. So um, we're not just limited by newly released stuff, but we can actually like talk about a person's career and talk about some of our favorite films that are maybe older than uh, six months so that we can, we can talk about them in depth. And um, in this week's episode, we're going to talk about, in honor of his first acting academy award because i think he won one for producing 12 years a slave we're going to talk about the best thing that we've seen from brad pitt because he won a best supporting actor in once upon a time in hollywood and um the, our title the title of our podcast sort of lends itself to different interpretations we're not just going to talk about the best films that we've seen but rather the best thing and that could be a film it could be a tv show it could be maybe a youtube video but I think, obviously, when you talk about an actor, there he's sort of mostly known for his movies. So our list is going to be mainly films, maybe only films. I don't know. But um, if we talk about someone else's career, maybe we can. He's best known for a TV appearance or, some, or like a TV character. So um, yeah, it's it's sort of we don't want to just limit it to movies, even though we're going to talk about a lot of movies today. Right. So how are we going to do this, Gabe? All right, we both wrote down our top 10 films by Brad Pitt. Things. Things, yeah. Probably movies. Yeah. Uh, the reason why we took Brad Pitt, like you said, is because of his first Academy Award and second because he's got a pretty impressive uh, movie career spanning multiple decades now. So it's kind of an easy pick for the first episode where we try this. Yes. Um, it's also uh, an actor that we both like and have seen a lot of movies yeah. from. So, we're going to jump right in and count on our top 10 things by Brad Pitt. So, why don't you start, Flo? Right. So, before we... Yeah, I just want to say that I um, it's obvious that we're not going to... I haven't seen every single thing that he's done. Me neither. He's an actor that I've seen a lot of stuff from, but um, there's a couple of movies that I haven't seen, so we, I'm not obviously not going to talk about them. And sort of the, the main omissions from my list are going to be Tree of Life, which I don't think you've seen either. Mm-mm. And I haven't seen Fury either or Babel. Is that called Babel? Yep. By yeah. Those are sort of the, the three main things that I, that I haven't seen from him. But um, yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely an actor that I've enjoyed watching for the last couple of years. And as you said, he's had a, a very impressive and long career. And he's sort of now in a bit of a renaissance, I would say. He's sort of now getting back to being an A-lister. I think he had a little bit, little bit of a break, maybe. He jumped more into producing for a while. Right. Yeah. But now with Once Upon a Time and at Astra, he's sort of had a good a good year and sort of a great year, yeah. I think he's now back to back to the top acting wise. So my number ten is I. So we haven't talked about this, right? So we don't know each other's list. No which idea. Is, I yeah. think that's going to make it interesting as well. And we're gonna, um, yeah, we're gonna see. We're gonna maybe we're gonna talk about the top like three films a bit, a bit more in depth. But we're just going to see how this goes organically. So my number 10 was a difficult choice because that was sort of the only... There, there were two films fighting for number 10. And in the end, I had to I had to pick one. And I w- I'm going to go with uh, Inglorious Bastards as number 10. Oh, wow. Okay. Sounds like you have that a lot higher. A bit, yeah. A bit higher. So um, I think, yeah, I'm going to talk about it a little bit. And then we're going to sort of pick up the discussion when, when we get to your, your placement on it. Um. I have I've seen this film once and I've seen it like in I think when it came out or maybe a bit after that so I haven't seen this in ages and I I had to it's it's sort of difficult if you pick a best if you do like a top 10 list it's always difficult to sort of if you to decide if you pick like the best performance or if you pick the best film and um, 
we talked about this before there are films where he's he has like a very very small role and even though you can like that movie you're not necessarily gonna gonna like name it as one of your favorite brad pitt films because he's only in it for such a short time and i, I don't is he in that film a lot in *Inglorious glorious bastards I, he does one, have quite a big role and i think he's actually top billed actor in that movie well yeah that okay sure yeah. but that doesn't really no but it's pretty big cast he's working with i mean he's none sort of, them of the, probably the main as star as is, yeah. yeah i mean christoph waltz only really got his name through this movie right but I remember him like as sort of being the the comic relief, maybe not like. But he has some of the I love the was, characters were right. But he has some of the funniest yeah. scenes. I mean, the, the scene does. where he meets uh, Christoph Waltz's character for the yeah. first time, and he has to, and he pretends to be an Italian. Yeah. Golami, Enrico, yeah, and Enzo Golami, I think <laughs> yeah. his name is. It's great, and um, that's sort of the, that's sort of the main scene that I that I had in mind when I when I decided to pick that film because I I can't remember much. I don't remember him in a, in a lot of other scenes. Obviously, the, the, the very final scene where he talks about it, this may be being his masterpiece, I think. Mm. And um, th- for that scene alone where he meets Christoph Waltz for the first time, and he, it, 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 that's one of my favorite Tarantino scenes overall. So yeah, uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit more when, when we get to it on your list. So what, what's your number 10? My number 10 uh, was quite a difficult choice, and I'm not sure about it because I picked uh, Curious Case of Benjamin Button. A film that I haven't seen in <laughs> many, many years. Probably closing in on, I don't know, like seven years, maybe more. And when I saw it, I thought it was great. Uh, it's got a pretty good cast with Kate Blanchett in it. And I think the makeup and all the effects were really good. At least, at least that's how I remembered it. Um, yeah, I, I can't say too much about the film. I just know that I really liked it and... I thought it was a very interesting story and kind of an interesting role for Brad Pitt, who mostly played kind of the badass kind of types. But like I said, I haven't seen it in ages, and I know it's from a director that you love very much. It's my favorite director. Yeah, yeah. but I, I that movie is not on my list. I thought so. Yeah, I think we talked about it once before. I enjoyed it, yeah. but I, I I never had the urge of rewatching it. And it, yeah, it, it's sort of a, I've seen it once. I don't need to see it again, yeah. maybe in a couple of years. But yeah, I, it's David Fincher who directed this, who has worked with Brad Pitt multiple times. Mm-hmm. And some of his best work. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. it, it it's, it's great just because of the, the visual effects. Mm. For anyone who, who doesn't know, it's about a guy who ages backwards. He, st- he sort of starts mm. off as an old man and then he ages into a baby. Mm. And it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a long film. Mm-hmm. It's a bit... Some people call it overlong and it's a bit boring at times, but it, it's a rather beautiful film, I think. But it is it's at least, th- like I said, that's how I remembered it. It's been a very long time. I think from in this list, it's a film that I it's been the longest time that I've seen it. Okay, so moving on, number nine. Number nine, my yours. number nine. The best thing that we've seen, <laughs> best things we've seen. We got we got to call this yeah. best things now, I guess, right? Or rather, just the best uh, thing. The number one is the best thing that we've seen by him. Yeah, right. So the, the list is going to be going to be called best thing we've seen, but we're going to talk about ten things. But the number one is the best thing that we've seen, right? I got confused. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> so, so we're going to talk about yeah. nine other things, and then the best thing that we've seen from him. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's sort of the, the name of the show, right? So the number nine on my list is Sleepers. Have you seen Sleepers? I actually watched it like two days ago because okay. I, I was homesick and I didn't know what to watch. So I had the idea. All right, we're going to do. Brad Pitt films, so I rewatched one film and finally watched Sleepers. Things. <laughs> Things, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I have to say I was a little disappointed by it. Okay. And plus, uh, if you haven't seen it, Brad Pitt has a very small role in it. Or he a does. very little screen time. He does, yeah. Uh, sorry, but why is it your number nine? No, it's fine. It, it, it's, it's interesting. So mm-hmm. if, if it's not going to be higher on your list, then we can talk about it a little bit more, I guess. But it's just, this is another one that it, it takes a long time. I think two and a half hours, I think. Yeah. And it's got one of those like incredible casts because every it, it's got like a huge cast. But it's about um, it's about a group of a group of group of boys who get horribly mistreated at a some sort of what what institution is it? Where where are they kept? Um, uh, a home for what's it called for juvenile delinquents? Okay, or, yeah, like right. a prison for yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, the the guards there they're 
like doing horrible things to the to the kids and uh, that's sort of the, the first part of the film and then there's a cut and then you get to see the the kids grown up and mm-hmm. then they take their revenge on some of the guards um that, that they they run into mm-hmm. at a bar i think he runs into one of the main villains and then they take revenge and then it's sort of a a little bit of a, of a justice uh drama as well yeah. about who's in the right and who's in the wrong it kind of combines a lot of layers because at the beginning it plays in hell's kitchen and the 70s were a lot of, like so in new york where a lot of mafia films take place and it kind of shows the different uh, like italian families and puerto rican families and they're some of them are gangsters and you see one who's kind of a mob boss so it kind of starts off kind of like uh goodfellas and then becomes kind of a very disturbing drama horror kind of st- uh, thing and then it moves to a courtroom drama which i thought was a cool thing to do to kind of combine these different genres but uh, it just i think it didn't work that well it's interesting I, it's one of those films that, that i really really loved when yeah. I, when, but I, the reason why it's like number nine is as you said that he's got a very small role in it brad pitt i think he's he plays like a, a lawyer yeah, he's, he's one, one of the, the kids. kids. Yeah, then grown up. And then the grown up uh, guys. I thought the Hitler. first part was pretty cool, but oh, cool is the wrong word for this kind of movie. But I thought the second half kind of really dragged on. Okay, I don't know. fair enough. Yeah. Um, but I think it's one of the great De Niro roles as well, in my opinion. I'm not a well, huge fan of those gangster films, you know. That's, but, a, so. that's a tough thing to say because I think De Niro has some of the greatest roles in sure. Hollywood history. No, no, I'm sorry, one, yeah. one of them. One, yeah. one of my favorites. Not even one of my. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. It's not yeah. top. He's got such a vast catalog of films for sure. But he plays like a priest, I think. Yep. And he sort of takes care of the children. Yeah, he's kind he's of like, a mentor for the kids. Right. So I can recommend Sleepers. What's What's your number nine? Um, number nine kind of ties in with uh, our last episode, which uh, because I'm going to talk about Snatch, a film by Guy Ritchie. Yeah. And it was like I think his second movie after Lockstock and Smoking Barrels. Was two Smoking Barrels? Yeah, I think. I think so, yeah. I thought that was his first, Snatch. No, no. Lock, Second, okay. Two Smoking Bears was definitely okay. his first. So Snatch, if you don't know what it's about, it's, like we said in a, on our last episode, similar to Gentleman or Lock, Second, Two Smoking Bears, would have now said, I think, for the fourth time. Yeah, it sounds good every time. <laughs> is a gangster film um, set in the UK. Sort of in the gypsy um, world, right? Mm, well, a part of it is because... That's the role Brad Pitt, uh, Pitt uh, plays. I think he plays an Irish fella. He's a boxer or was a boxer. And he gets hired for a job. And I don't want to say too much because, first of all, I don't remember all of it. <laughs> it's also been quite some time. It's a very fun, fast-paced action comedy with a great cast. Who's in that one? Um, Brad Pitt, his great lookalike. Uh <laughs> Uh, Benicio del Toro, which I think <laughs> looks so much like him. It's got uh, Jason Statham and quite a few more who I just can't think of right now. But talking about action comedies, which I'm not always a fan of, I think that's one of the best. Is that really? Yeah. Is that an action film? I mean, it's good. what's well, like the premise of it? They ha- they hire Brad Pitt right to be like a, a boxer for them or something. They no, bet on it and then they want him to lose or something. Isn't that? Snatch? I think something like that. And I think he starts off with a heist with uh, Benicio del Toro and they rob a couple a couple of diamonds from a Jewish bank. I think. Like I said, I'm not all that familiar with the plot anymore, but that, I think it's not necessarily the most important thing about that film. Yeah. So, no that's another one that's not on my list I've seen it and we talked about it uh, as you said last week because that's sort of one of the pillars of, of Guy Ritchie's career yeah. and the gentleman we called it now return uh, Ritchie's return yeah. because it's sort of his return to form to those kind of movies back in the day and um, I think if you're gonna see any of his movies I think Snatch is the movie to see because probably. Gentleman is not as good as Snatch Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels is a fun film it's a very cool film it's going to, I think it tied as my one of my favorite Guy Ritchie films, those two films. But Snatch is, I think, more accessible to a wider audience. Yeah, just fair because of, of the cast. And it's yeah. it's a great Brad Pitt performance. It is. I mean, it's it's yeah, uh, it's very funny. Yeah, it it's not like not the way that you're used to seeing him. Yeah. He plays like an entirely different character, which is fun. Okay, my number eight 
is an, another one where he plays a very, very small role. I have to say, but that's one of my... It, this movie has grown on me over the last couple of years immensely, and that's the big short. I thought that would make an appearance on your list, yeah. I love that film. It's um, When we talked about um, Bombshell mm-hmm. on our second episode, I think it was, uh, we talked about the movie like kind of feeling like uh, an Adam McKay film. Adam McKay is the director of The Big Short, and he also directed Vice. And it's it's sort of his his style is like telling a an important story that's sort of uh, unbelievable in the truest sense of the word, but uh, infusing that story with a lot of humor. Mm-hmm. And uh, The Big Short is sort of, I think it's his best film. Uh, obviously, he did like he back in the day he did like comedies, he did Anchorman and stuff. But The Big Short is about the um, the the housing bubble. Obviously, the true story about that and then people who bet on that um, housing bubble to burst and then obviously getting super rich from, from doing that. And Brad Pitt is, um, he's an, a retired uh, guy. I think he's now just uh, in the film. He works like from from bars on a laptop and then he's sort of out of the game, but then he gets back into it when he sees an opportunity and he's got a very, very small role. I have to, like, it, this is really not like... If you think of a Brad Pitt film, I don't think you're going to think of this film, but I had to put it in because I love the movie as a whole. It's 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 great. It's a good it's a good way to, to tell such a story. I feel I feel like that's a fun film. I have to say, it didn't make my list. Although nothing about Curious Case of Benjamin Button that could easily be substituted by Big Short, because okay. like I said, I remember much more of that film than I do about right, Curious it's more Case recent. of Benjamin Button. Yeah, but you could easily argue that that um, Benjamin Button is like, that's a Brad Pitt film and The Big Short isn't really a Brad Pitt film. He's in Benjamin Button like yeah. the whole the whole time and yeah. he's in that movie for like maybe 10 minutes, I don't know, 15 Does minutes. Does he have such a small role? I think so, yeah. 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 He has, he's like, the, he, he works together with the, with the two um, younger guys yeah. who bet on it and he just sort of, I don't think he's got a lot of screen time in that yeah. film. I mean, it's got a lot of main actors, a lot of different stories which uh, connect or intertwine with each other. For sure. Yeah. But it's yeah, it, I would say it's like Christian Bale and Steve Carell's film. Like they yeah. are sort of the main, and yeah. Ryan Gosling yeah. makes them be into a stellar cast as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, uh, my number eight. I don't know if you've seen that one. Is Interview with the Vampire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I've seen that one. <laughs> is it on your list? It, it's not on my okay, list. Okay. No. Um, when I saw that movie, I thought it looked like trash. Honestly, it's it looks so freaking ridiculous. Um. It does. It, uh, it does. It, it kind of is. I don't know how this movie exists. I really don't know how this movie exists. Like, and in the form that it does, it's, it's one of the most bizarre films I've ever seen. That's why I love it. Um, I get the appeal. Yeah. I get the, it, it's, it's maybe my top 15. I don't know. Um, that's not a huge compliment. I think he has like, I don't know, 20, 25 all right movies. No, no, I, I see that as a, I see that as a, as a good thing. Yeah. I, w- I like, I like 20 of his films, I would say. Sure. All right. But anyway, it was the vampire. If you haven't seen it, it's a very bizarre film about a vampire being interviewed, <clears throat> and he kind of tells his life story and how he fell in love. And uh, kind of, it stars Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, and a very young Kirsten Dunst. Right, where Brad Pitt is the is the guy who gets interviewed. He's yep. the, uh, he's the yeah by Christian Slater. Yeah, and fun fact: I think Kirsten Dunst, who was I don't know very very young in this film, had her first kiss which was with Brad Pitt, who was yeah. 10 years old, and she was. So she plays a child, and he plays a guy in his, I guess, he looks like his early to mid-20s, but he's a vampire, so he's a couple of hundreds of yeah. years old. It's a very weird scene, and it's an incredibly weird story. It's hard to talk about, but definitely <laughs> it, a film that you should check out. It is yeah. an incredibly weird story. Yeah. I mean, the the main, the, the gist of it is that Tom Cruise is a vampire, <clears throat> and he bites Brad Pitt, because I think he's like depressed because his wife and child have died during childbirth. Sure. I don't even remember that part. So he's like out of it. He mm-hmm. he doesn't care anymore. So Tom Cruise bites him, makes mm-hmm. him a vampire. And then he bites Kirsten Dunst because so she can be eternally young and then she kind of resents it because right. she wants to grow up. But it's it's Antonio Banderas, isn't that yeah. film? As an high-ranking yeah. vampire. I mean, it's, it's an outrageous I film. I yeah. don't know how it exists. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But it's, it's 
I wouldn't even say it's surprisingly entertaining. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is like so over the top that it's enjoyable yeah. again. It, it, it's, it's it's a good film. It kind of it seems like a incredibly weird soap opera. It, it seems yeah. like a like an SNL sketch at times. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they decide. Like some of the, some of the scenes look so weird. Yeah, it's so cheap at times. Yeah, it's yeah. great. But it's 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 actually it's good. Yeah, I have to agree. <laughs> All right, what's your number seven? All right, my number seven <laughs> is one of the most beautiful looking films that I've seen maybe ever, and that's. The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. All right. I just want to say there are probably two big films that I haven't seen by oh, from Brad Pitt, which are this film and Tree of Life. I would love to have seen that movie before we did that list, but yeah. This is one of those films that every like cinephile adores, but I feel like it's sort of not really talked about as one of Brad Pitt's... Like in, in the general public, if you talk about films, I don't think... I've never heard of this never heard of this film i think the first time i've heard of it was probably through you or through offer Mm -hmm. a friend of ours so this is a i'm not a western guy Mm -hmm. but this is sort of a a western story it's about casey affleck who um is robert ford and brad pitt plays um jesse james and he's sort of a famous outlaw who's the leader of a gang and casey affleck wants to join that gang because he adores brad pitt character and um he sort of wants to be part of that. And Sam Rockwell is in this as well, who's one of my favorite actors. And them three are sort of the reason why you watch this film, aside from the cinematography, which is done by Roger Deakins, who's one of the great cinematographers. If you look through his um, catalog, he's going to be up there with... like oh, he, he did most of the films that you love. I'm going to guarantee you that. And he's only now getting the... Um, like the um, recognition from the Academy. Mm. He's now won, obviously, from 19... Yeah. When he was nominated. Yeah, yeah so right. There was 20, a break. Yeah. 18, 20, 20. Yeah, yeah, he won his first uh, Academy Award for uh, cinematography for Blade Runner 2049, yeah. and now he won Incredible for movie. Yeah. 1917. And he did this one, and this is sort of considered as his masterpiece. Really? Yeah. Okay. There's one particular shot where a train arrives... They they rob the train, so they sort of it's a Red Dead Redemption thing. It's one. It literally, I've read Dude, the com- Red Dead Redemption, one of my favorite games of all time. I've so. read the comments yeah. in the um, in the YouTube scene of that train scene mm-hmm. in the YouTube section, and um, they were all saying that this exact scene is referenced in Red Dead Redemption too. So it's Dude, sort of literally like shot by shot. I think this is the per- best endorsement you could have given me for yeah. that movie. Yeah, and that scene, it's sort of it's it's the train arriving, and you see the light going through the the forest because it's sort of in, in a forest and it's one of the most beautiful shots and it's one of those films that not a lot of people have seen that are not really into films or you know just casual moviegoers but i feel like a lot of people wouldn't it's it's a slow burn for sure it's a long film as well but it's worth it for the performances it's worth it for the visuals and brad pitt is sort of he's one of the main three guys i would say along with casey affleck and, and sam rockwell and it's it's up there with his best performances, I would say. It, re, the rewatch value isn't as high for me, so that's why it's like number seven. But it's a it's a gorgeous film, so I can highly recommend that. All right, uh, my number seven is a film that you haven't seen, as you just said, uh, Barber Battle, right? By the great Inarito. I think that's the film that he got his first Oscar for. I don't know. I believe what, d- directing. I think so. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think so, but I'll look it up. You you, you talk right. about it. Anyway, uh, if you haven't seen the film, it's a collection of different stories that kind of intersect, but not necessarily. Uh, it's different stories from around the world. One uh, set in Japan, one is set in Morocco, etc., etc. But it's kind of hard to talk about the film because Battle is made of different kind of short stories about different families and what they go through and they're all very tragic in nature and one includes Brad Pitt so he's not necessarily the main actor but he's the focus of his story where he and his wife go on a bus tour through Morocco who's his wife do you know I am not sure maybe it is also Kate Blanchett I want to say I don't know I don't know. Quite some time I don't know anything about this film other than it's by Inuita, Um who did Birdman and stuff. For yeah, people who don't yeah. know, his wife is Kate Blanchett, and some of the actors in this movie are Gael Garcia Bernal, if you know him, he's a great actor, and 
Um, is he the only one that I remember? They're the only one. It's kind of a big name. All right. I thought there were bigger, there were big actors in there. Michael Pena. All right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it, it just it won for uh, music. Yeah. But that's the really? only only okay. Academy Award it won. Yeah. Anyway, it's a great film. It's also not necessarily a movie that I will rewatch. I haven't rewatched it since I first saw it because someone actually. Uh, gave this film to me as a present for my birthday like for my 16th birthday but yeah it's a very beautiful film and also very beautifully shot at times I'm guessing it's by Lubeski yeah I think so yeah. who's sort of the Inaritic guy right he, he, yeah. also one of the great cinematographers of our time up there with Deacons for sure he he did um... no no sorry it was no Rodrigo Pareto okay he did uh, Brokeback Mountain, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Argo. Wow, another yeah. another good guy. <laughs> <laughs> right, but yeah, the director is now known for working together with another cinematographer who he's worked with for the last yeah. couple of years, and he's called Emmanuel Lubeski, and he's one of the greats as well. Did Revenant, for example, together. Yeah. Revenant, Birdman. And I think he did Tree of Life, funnily enough. Lubeski. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. so, yeah. Terrence Malick film. The one that we both haven't <laughs> seen. I think that's, uh, we're gonna, I hope that's true. Okay, yeah, that's, it's it's up there. I, one of the great directors for sure. Can you read too? Uh, that's a film I, I don't want to say too much about the film because all of the stories are not that long and don't want to spoil anything. But yeah, it's a long film as well, right? They yeah. usually are. His his film, not sure. Like, yeah, Yurito films. Are I have to say, my my favorite story is the one set in Tokyo, Japan. So that's with lesser it. known actors. That's, yeah. Okay. All oh, right. It's a Je- uh, all Japanese cast. Okay. In Japan. Yeah. All right. So we're getting close to the top five here. My number, we haven't had a thing different, uh, like other than a, a film yet. But mm. as we said, like this is sort of like maybe this is going to be just movies. But Brad Pitt is sort of the movie guy. So yeah. if we choose a different person, then there's going to be some some other things on there for sure. All right. So my number six is by one of my favorite writers, maybe my favorite writer, uh, and that's Aaron Sorkin. And number six is Moneyball. Have you seen that? I have seen it. Yeah. This is um, a sports film. It's baseball. It's um, I think he, he Brad Pitt plays a, a guy. He's called Billy Bean, and um, he sort of takes over the Oakland A's, if I remember correctly. And then together with Jonah Hill, he um, he sort of revolutionizes the way that they buy players and they they play. So Jonah Hill is sort of he he, he has all these statistics, and then they don't because usually they. There's there's a scene where they talk about which player they want to trade and stuff, and they now talk about the looks of their girlfriends. They talk about how they look, like what they've done, and that's sort of the thing that they that the other guys focus on. Whereas Brad Pitt sort of only wants to get players that actually like play well on the pitch, and that's what Jonah Hill comes in and together they buy um, players like that. Uh, the main one they take it they take a chance on is actually played by Chris Pratt. And um, it's it's just also my, my maybe my favorite actor of all time. Philip Seymour Hoffman is in that. He plays the um, the manager, like the, the coach of the team, and they sort of he's more aligned with the other guys who just um, he doesn't want to. He, he's not agreeing with uh, the tactics that Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill use, and so they get get into each other uh, into it with each other. And yeah, it, it's it's diff- it's it's easy to say it's a sports film so i'm not going to watch it but it's actually like a story about a a guy who sort of risks a lot and then for a sports film there's very little sports in it it's more of the management of sports and sure. camera yeah yeah because actually like one of the one of the one of the most important scenes is actually a baseball game but you only see Brad Pitt so you don't actually see the game which is i think a very interesting way of shooting a sports mm-hmm. film but it's sort of more more about his reaction, and and it's got one of the most beautiful pieces of music as well, which is also used in Room, the scene where uh, the kid escapes and then he's on the car and then the, the, he uh, mm. looks at the sky for the first time. That's the 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 same piece of music that is used at the end of Moneyball. It's a beautiful okay. piece, and it sounds so pretentious to say it's a beautiful piece, but I it's no, a, I know what you mean. It's a beautiful piece yeah. of music because yeah. it's like a short piece in that. It's the best thing you've heard. It's the best thing I've heard, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so you you like that film as well? Or is it not not? not I did like it, but um, I wasn't all that into the story. I have to admit, 
but yeah, I don't know. It just I I have to say I watched it. I thought it was quite good, but as soon as I watched it, I forgot all about it. Okay. Yeah. Fair. I mean, it's not everyone's cup of tea for mm. sure. But for me, I think it's worth it just for the dialogue alone because it's written by, as I said, Aaron Sorkin. He's he he's known for his his style of dialogue. He always has that walking dialogue where people walk in a hallway and they talk like ridiculously fast, and it's I love it. It's like like uh, well, he's done some of your favorite films, right? For sure. Oh, yeah, I like yeah. pretty much everything that he's done, and that's sort of the the main Brad Pitt thing that um, he's written and. I can only rec- like watch everything that Aaron Sorkin made, and I think you're gonna you're gonna love it as much as I do. <laughs> What's your number six? Uh, my number six is a film that we saw together, and we saw quite recently. Well, recently. I know what it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. Ad Astra. Yeah, great film. And yeah, do you it's not on my list. list. Okay, it's not on my list. No, we haven't had anything in common except Glorious Bastards, which I haven't said yet. That's actually yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, we thought we, had, we would have so much in common. I think the top five is gonna be a bit more. Actually. We'll that's see. for sure we'll see i think you have one film in there at least that i do not have my top five i would argue too yeah probably but i the, think yeah. i know where, what they are yeah uh anyway at astra it was described to me by you as a mixture of apocalypse now and 2001 a space odyssey right it's it's a, a <clears throat> lovingly titled astrocalypse now yeah. which is a i mean it's great and, i can't take credit yeah. for that <laughs> It's a very fitting description and two films I love. And I love this film as well. It's incredibly beautiful. I love space films. And he's got a very interesting role of a guy who is an astronaut and he's he's got the mission to find his father who thought he uh, died many, many years ago. But now he's being told that he lives at the edge of the solar system and he has to kind of undertake this huge journey across the solar system to find him. And the movie has a lot of silence in it because it's set in space, and you—it's not—it's got some action scenes in it, like for example the moon scene, which is an incredible scene. Kind of, it's like Mad Max on the moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, you not mean that, that the car chase? Scene? Yeah, very cool film. And unlike other action films, who just put I don't know incredibly loud music on it, and I don't know some cool one-liners and whole lot of explosions. It's incredibly tense because it doesn't have all of these things mm-hmm. and because the stakes seem so high because it's in space. So, yeah, very cool film, incredibly beautiful movie, uh, <laughs> incredibly beautiful movie with beautiful sim- cinematography and beautiful music. I thought it was great. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that film as well, but I think you both had in our top 10, top 20. No, no, no. You didn't no. have in your it top 20 of the year. No. All right. No. We had a discussion yeah. in January of our top films of the year and I remember it being on your list, but it didn't quite make my list. But I enjoyed it as well. Mm. It's just um, I found it a bit tedious at times. I think it takes a. It, it's not like the longest film in terms of runtime, but it. Maybe I was just tired at the time, but it think, like really was a struggle at times. It's not necessarily a film that I would rewatch a lot of times, but when you see it, it's a great experience. You For just sure. and on yeah. in on the big screen, it was beautiful. Yeah, we saw an IMAX, I think. And yeah. When you have the sound, because when it's so silent, then you have a big sound coming out of nowhere, really kind of grabs you. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great for sure, and yeah. it's it's one of, I think he's great in it. Yeah, he's very subdued, mm-hmm. very good, very very good. And his father is played by Tommy Lee Jones, mm-hmm. and it's it's a good, it's 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 very interesting. I think it, it, at times it didn't quite make it didn't make a lot of sense because it was that well, we talked about it afterwards, where it was like he had to go to a specific position to to communicate with him, which just doesn't make a lick of sense because they could just do that you know what, what i'm talking about i don't remember that discussion though yeah, anyway uh, it's a good film i agree <laughs> anyway right moving on to number five number five we're getting into the, the big leagues the big leagues here so this is a guilty pleasure i mean it's absolutely a guilty pleasure can i say can i give a guess sure oh i think you yeah i mean it's yeah mr and mrs smith yes that's, right. that's my number five this is sort of the i mean he's just the He's just so cool in that film, and she's she's cool as well. I mean, it's sort of the it's the film where they where Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie met each other and sort of fell in love with each other, and that's also like reflected in the film. I think their dynamic is quite is quite good, and it's 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 one of those stupid like action comedies. I guess is it a comedy? Yeah, maybe very much. Yeah, yeah. but it's about two 
it's about it's about a married couple and both of them sort of work secretly for in, in the agency business or whatever and they don't know it, that it, they don't know that their counterpart mm. does similar work and then they run into each other at works or something and then they fight like there's this huge like fight scene in in their house where they like they it's it's so it's so stupid and over the top but i love that film i remember like what that came out like i think 2005 and i remember just that being a film that i watched quite a lot on tv it was just it's just such a cool film they have like this hidden weapon storage in their garage or something and you know she has her whole uh, i think carrie washington is in this as well and she has her whole hidden layer and then obviously at the end then it's great and then they they work together and then they fight each then they sort of fight together in a mall or something and it's just so stupid but it's i haven't seen it in so long mm-hmm. but i do remember so many things vividly because i watched it quite a lot and i just it's just one of those films many i can't really explain maybe for someone who watches it now for the first time it, it won't be as as good as it was for me back then but i just love that film yeah <laughs> you don't like it at all uh, not at all uh, i don't know I, f- I think it's all right but it's the kind of action comedy that i'm not a fan of and yeah i, f- I think re- i've seen it also quite a few times when i was younger on tv and then i rewatched it like two or three years ago and yeah my memories were better than the film that i saw at that time yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm that's why i don't watch it <laughs> so i don't want good that choice yeah yeah, no, but I, I really like that film. I think that's sort of one of his more, like, publicly or, like, for the common moviegoer, they've seen that film, probably, I would say. Mm. That's sort of one. Of, it's, it's always yeah. on TV. It's kind of like the Ocean's films. Right. Yeah. And I just, you know, it's my guilty pleasure on this list, I would say. All right, number five, a film that we've already talked about, Inglourious Bastards. Wow, okay. And it's kind of a hard choice to put it up that high up because it's not necessarily my favorite or one of my favorite or maybe even top five Tarantino films so maybe I could have put Ad Astra actually higher than Glass Bastards but I don't know in Glass Bastards I've seen more times it was always enjoyable and yeah the f- <laughs> the one scene that I thought about when I picked that film was the same f- um, a scene that you picked which was the Golami scene and I <laughs> I just love this scene. I remember the first time I watched this film, I was at a friend's house and I was the only one who hadn't watched the film. I was like, all right, let's watch it now. And I remember when that scene started and we all just almost fell from the from the couch because we laughed so hard. It's, I don't know, I loved it. Uh, that scene was, I even liked it even more than I liked, uh, I don't know, Christoph Waltz in that film. Everybody talked about how great he was and he is pretty great. He's great. He is. But I think because I was so hyped up, everybody told but me how great he is. he's in that scene as well. He is, he, he makes is. the scene great as well. But just how they try to keep a straight face and just try to say their name. Right. Like, Golami, Margarete. Yeah. And Dominic De Coco. He agrees that he's the one who Antonio Margarete. Dominic De Coco. is the guy who speaks the most Italian. Yeah. He's the worst at pronouncing the yes. name. Yeah. Great scene. Every. Arrivederci. <laughs> it's great, but for me, like, yeah, for me, that film is Christoph Waltz's film. It really is, and that's sort of why it's not like higher on my list because it's, as I, as we talked mm-hmm. about, it's not really a. Even though he might be in the film more than I remember, but I don't really see it as a Brad Pitt film as much as I do see it as a Christoph Waltz film because I think he's sort of the the, the star of the film. Yeah, I don't know. If I would say he's the star. I, I would say he's so. got the and I think most original role in the whole film because he kind of introduced the kind of funny Nazi character who was kind of likable but also just Despicable. a huge yeah, yeah C word <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Brad Pitt yeah does have a pretty big role and he just has a lot of great scenes just uh, apart from the Golami scene or he also has everybody bring me 100 Nazi scalps mm-hmm. which is a great scene there's a little speech he does or like you said uh, I think this might be my best work yet my masterpiece yeah, yeah. it's great yeah, yeah. alright we're into the top four mm-hmm. and I switched these two around I switched my number three and number four around okay and I'm gonna be honest so I'm gonna pick as a four as my number four, another film by Quentin Tarantino, and that's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The film that we're, the reason why we're talking about Brad Pitt today is this film. 
Is that higher on your list? It's the same place. Same place? Yep. All right, perfect. So that's interesting. Wow. What's going to be your... So there's definitely one that... Okay, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I think I have two of your films, obviously, but I'm going to be interested in seeing what's your number three. So, um, I mean, it's, it's just it's just great. I, I am honestly surprised by the recognition that he got, that he won like every single award for this film. And I, when I saw the film, I didn't really think of him as sort of being an award contender. Not well, who else him. should have won, you think? Or was more likely in your mind? Do you mean from the film or generally? Generally, I, yeah. I, I really don't know. Like, I, I, I just... When I saw that film, I didn't think like, oh, he's going to get nominated mm-hmm. or he's going to win. But I'm happy for him because he, he's great. I ask, as Cliff Booth, I think his name is. I think he was responsible for one, uh, some of the biggest reactions in the audience throughout the film. Oh, dude, I, lo- I, lo- I love it. Yeah. I, I, I think he deserves it for sure. Yeah, I, just pretty, didn't, yeah. I just didn't think that he would get recognition for it. But um, funnily enough, I'm, I'm sad that DiCaprio didn't get... I mean, he, he mm-hmm. got nominated and stuff, but... Obviously, he wasn't going to... I think it was just the wrong year for him. It was, but I, I, I genuinely think that it's one of his best performances. Yeah, I, I think genuinely he think so. deserves the Oscar way more for that role than he did for The Revenant. Yeah. yeah. Um, I still think he should have won for Wolf of Wall Street. But uh, anyway, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's it's it's, it's Tarantino's love letter to, to Hollywood. And it's about Sharon Tate. Well, not... He sort of plays to with an extent, the... Yeah. yeah, he sort of plays with the, the murder of Sharon Tate by Charles Manson and stuff. And um, DiCaprio plays a has-been actor, and Cliff Booth, played by Brad Pitt, is his stunt double. And it's sort of a, a film about a lot of things, but uh, also about the friendship between these two guys, and they they play off each other so well. And then it sort of builds up. The the whole film is a slow build-up, and then it sort of all uh, ends up in a havoc at the end, and Brad Pitt is the main guy at that, yeah. and he plays it. He has, like, an acid trip, and he plays it so well. And it's one of the, one of the funniest scenes I've, I've seen in... In the last year, I would say, and it's just—I mean, it's—I think it's the biggest laugh that I've heard in a in a, in a cinema in a long time. You're talking about the, the end scene. DiCaprio scene where he where he brings and the, before that where well, he smashes that, where yeah. he yeah. checks the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like it's crazy because it's 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 now it's I've seen it once and it's up there with one of my favorite Tarantino mm-hmm. films. And I'm not like a huge Tarantino fan, but I've enjoyed basically everything that I've mm-hmm. seen from him and. That it is saying something that it's already up there. I would consider it as in one of his top three, as one of his top three films for sure. And it's great. I can't watch. I can't. Uh, can't wait to see it again. Yeah. Dude, I can't help but agree with everything you said. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't want to, but I <laughs> and I don't know just the dynamic of yeah him and DiCaprio and kind of the thing that he's this washed up actor and he's this kind of disgraced a stunt double because everybody thinks that he killed his wife, which. He might most have likely have yeah. done, has done, yeah. And just seeing him, just being always there for him, for DiCaprio, and then going home to his kind of shitty home. But he's the thing is, everybody says he's the murderer of his wife, which yeah, probably. But then again, he's kind of the moral compass of this whole film. He's the one who goes to the Manson family and he he, he tries to see if his friends all right or they might. Uh, cost him his life and he tries to help this girl who then turns out to be a, be a bit of psycho right yeah he's sort of a good guy slash yeah bad guy it's I don't know. kind of a cool way yeah to portray a character yeah. he plays it so well i yeah, mean it's incredible yeah. he's he's just fantastic in the film all right so that was your number four so it's it back to me straight mm-hmm. away to my number three and i like i, I don't think this film is going to make your list but i think I'm, I'm i don't know what else it could be so this is literally like one of my favorite films ever. Uh, all three of them are, but <laughs> my number three is Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. You pick Ocean's Eleven. I, I thought pick- uh, Ocean's Thirteen. I thought it was your favorite. My ranking would be eleven, thirteen, twelve. Okay. Uh, is one of those on your list? No. Okay, this is interesting because I, 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 I didn't think it would be. So this, I mean, just like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but I think I've seen this one before. This is the, he's the epitome of cool in, in Ocean, in the, in the whole Oceans franchise. As uh, what's his fa- what's his name again? Um, Rusty, no Rusty. Sure. And <laughs> I mean, it's everyone's seen this, these films, right? It's sort of eleven people who go on a heist. They want to rob a casino, and you got like just the coolest dudes ever: George Clooney and Matt Damon, some of my favorite actors, and Brad Pitt is sort of uh, uh, one of them the main guys in it, Julia Roberts is in it, such a, such a great cast. And uh, I just love those films. Like I've seen them so many times and 
I just love the combination of them. So the friends and then the cool guys who sort of plan the heist and then they, they steal stuff from Andy Garcia, the bad guy, and they rob it. And it's great music. I mean, it's just brilliant music. It's got fantastic music. That's sort of what makes the film even better, I think. And uh, he's eating. In, like Brad Pitt is so good at eating in films. He does it in almost every single film. It's actually true. Uh, he also does <laughs> it in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And the first time I noticed it was in the Ocean's you franchise. Mean the mac and cheese scene. Yeah, yeah. For, for example. But he's got it in literally so many of his films. It's like YouTube compilations of him eating, I think. And he does it so. It's, 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 to remember, Ocean, in the Ocean's films, it's 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 great. It sounds so stupid, I okay. know, but it, it, he it. I just love those films, and it, it's hard for me to articulate why. But they're just the ultimate like cool films for me. Everything because of everything. I can't really say much more than that. <laughs> All right, um, my number three, I think, is your number one. But you like the, you like the Ocean's films or is it, you're not a big I fan? used to like them okay. when, back when I saw them on TV but not anymore okay. I kind of got away from those kind of movies because it's for me it's like 11 people being cool for I don't know one of ours and I know I just can't take this very seriously fair enough I don't know. anyway my number three I think is your number one seven maybe alright <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there <laughs> um, alright so I think I'm going to hold my piece for now and just move on to number two. Maybe we can talk about it more later. Okay. Yeah. You don't want to talk? Okay, sure. So my number two is Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Is Same. It, it was a very, very tough decision one? between one and two. But my number one film is just one of my favorite performances by Brad Pitt ever. Let's just move on. All right. <laughs> This is baffling to me. What the hell is your number one? That, ah, okay. I have an idea. All right. So number two for me is Fight Club. Mm-hmm. And we're now talking about, you, you mentioned, so, okay, it's now obvious. Seven is my number one. You're mm-hmm. right. We're going to talk about that later. But both of those films are also directed by David Fincher, yeah. who we talked about when he did, when you talked about Benjamin Button, and he's my favorite director. So those he's, two films yeah. were up there for me, for sure. And it's always seven was always going to be my number one you're right but uh, let's talk about fight club it's one of those um i mean that's one of the most famous films like of the modern time i would say like it is i think it's got one of the most famous scenes in it or which one, one of the most famous kind of story development right it's called that. towards the end yeah yeah for sure and one of the most iconic use of music the, the very last, the very last scene. scene yeah, yeah. The, the pix- think, pixie scene yeah 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 where um uh, where's my mind i think it's a song everyone i know i think listens to the song because of that movie yeah nobody would know that film except for the few people i know who actually like punk music mm-hmm. uh, nobody except them would probably listen to this song because i think it's one of those famous uh, piece of music that kind of it's kind of for a certain audience but through that film it just became a mainstream song again like yeah. so many other pieces of music be- became more uh, recognized just because of films yeah. yeah i mean i don't think we have to talk about what fight club is about he's the main guy you get, he meets brad pitt they together they form a fight club where they kick each other and where they sort of uh <laughs> meet their frustrations are they not allowed to kick i think everyone, everything's allowed right well no shirts i think no shirts yeah, rule, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of rules we're breaking a, we're breaking a couple of rules here. breaking number one and two rule. I think both of them Maybe are not free, talking yeah. about <laughs> but yeah I think it's just it's just so well directed and it's easy to say that now he's my one favorite director so well directed and but sort of the best direction maybe goes unnoticed I would say and sort of the, the main the reason why this film is as big as it is I think it's because of the direction and because of the Fincher just knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly what he wants to do. He knows where to put the camera. He knows where where, where to move it. And, I mean, it's just incredibly well directed, in my opinion. And Brad Pitt, it's one of... It's, it might be his most famous role. I would, yeah, I think maybe, so, yeah. Um, as Tyler Durden. And it's just a fantastic, fantastic film that I think every single person would have a good time watching it. I think yeah. it's it, it sort of... If you're not averted by violence i think yeah it's sure. it's very it's Good very point. violent yeah it is plus the cool thing i think about that film is as soon as you've seen it you can watch it again 
because there's so many things that you start to notice. Yeah. And so your second, third, fourth rewatches are still fun. Yeah, for sure. a great quality, but I feel like my mouth, yeah. This is one of those films where um, I could watch it like more than once a year maybe it's just it, it just yeah, always works for sure yeah i think i've seen it at least five times yeah, yeah. it's it's great it's it's just uh it's great it's it's not my favorite fincher film and neither is seven but mm. it's certainly up there so that was your number two as well mm-hmm. so now we're gonna one about, okay. we got <laughs> back, back to me again yes, yeah right so my number one brad pitt thing which is also mm. a film so we if you're if your number one is also a film then we've literally only talked about movies but mm. as we said this is our yeah <laughs> Brad Pitt is a movie yeah um, my number one is Seven and Seven is um, also directed by David Fincher and Seven is about it's it's sort of a um, it's a standard crime film yeah. it's about it's a uh, very dark detective it is story it's CSI New York on, on a big scale I would say no, no I wouldn't compare it to CSI <laughs> no, New no, York no, obviously kind of an insult no but it's it, 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 it tells you what to expect because it's sort of like it, it is a TV episode stretched out to a film, and I don't mean that negatively any, in any but way. It's got a way darker, more rooted in reality kind of approach than CSI New York with their, I don't know, sci fi technology. Where Do they, they have sci fi technology in CSI yeah, New York? Oh, they can I haven't seen it in so long. everything, and I don't get the okay. very strange forensics. That's not compared to, to CSI New York. What it was gonna, like, it's about two detectives, one of them being Brad Pitt, trying to catch a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Who kills their who kills his victims by using the seven deadly sins: mm-hmm. gluttony, greed, wrath, blah blah blah. And um, it's just I think the ending is what solidifies this film as a masterpiece, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because any other ending, and I don't think it would have had the same impact. And people who have seen the film know what I'm talking about. And it's sort of someone has to make a decision at the end. And if he if he, if he had mm-hmm. gone the other way, I think. It, I don't think it would have been as effective as it is now. But, um, I mean, just the, there's like every scene, it's like Fight Club, it's Fincher at his best. He knows what, what to do. He knows what he wants from his actors. He knows where to put the camera and stuff. And, I mean, just the the what's in the box scene. You have mm. the, every crime scene, like they get like worse and, and, and more horrifying every single time. I mean, I think mm. the worst one is still the, um, uh, what's it called? Lust. Lust. Mm-hmm. Is that the one with the with the knife strap? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's just horrible. It's it's a very very brutal film to yeah, watch, and sure. it's got some very iconic images. If you don't rewatch it, just the crime scenes and the whole serial killer story. So if you like stories like that, or you like I don't know Zodiac or anything like that, I think you're gonna love this film. And another Fincher film. Yeah, and Morgan Freeman is also cool and uh, very cool in this film. Yes, he plays sort of the the, the old detective mm-hmm. that works together with with Brad Pitt. And the whole film's got this kind of dark, grimy, it's raining over the, the top, yeah, uh, uh, dark city feel. It kind of reminds me of um, Sin City, but in a more rooted way. Yeah, but yeah. Also, Gwyneth Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. is, is the the, the wife of girl, uh, girl, I don't know, wife, maybe. Well, maybe of Brad Pitt, and um, it's just you know. It's it's just such it's just such an iconic and great film, and I think maybe I would recommend this to every single person who hasn't seen. Maybe because they were like they don't want to watch like a standard like serial killer film. I think give this one a go because mm. it's really much more than that, and it's just an expertly done thriller, and it's uh, it's absolutely great. It's my it's favorite just, thing that Brad Pitt has been in. It's just a great example for I don't know how people react in extreme situations, and just I don't know ethics and moral choices you have to make yeah yeah for sure so what's the best thing that you've seen from bad pit i don't know have you figured it out my guess would be 12 monkeys it is okay <laughs> it was a tough choice between uh, fight club and 12 monkeys okay T- two films that i love but the reason i picked 12 monkeys is because it's i think my favorite brad pitt role and if you haven't seen the movie it um plays in the distant future where the whole world kind of got destroyed. Humans can't go up to the surface because there's a disease out there. And if you go out, you get killed. And Bruce Willis plays a prison inmate in this kind of dystopian future society who have to live underground. And they choose him to and strap him to a device and to tell him this, uh, this device will send him back into uh, the past. And he has to find the person who unleashes this virus on the world and has to stop it. And the only 
clue that they have is that it's linked to the organization 12 monkeys and then he goes back in time and he meets different people and well he just very much like terminator he just arrives in the past but naked <laughs> and everybody just thinks he's he's a lunatic because he just keeps raving that he's from the future and he's a prison inmate so he doesn't do this by choice and so he kind of also wants to escape and he's not sure what is happening is real actually and one of the people he meets is brad pitt who is the son of a kind of big business tycoon uh, and he just plays a madman in yes. short they meet each other in an in insane asylum where Brad, uh, sorry bruce willis is sent because everybody thinks he's crazy mm-hmm. because it keeps raving that he's from the future yeah it's a film that it's incredible it's by Ter- and i'm sorry not terrence but terry gilliam uh, who did a lot of the monty python stuff like uh holy grail and life of brian um or brazil which also kind of a a darling of uh, cinephiles. Yeah, and the film also has some very over-the-top moments, it which does. just make makes it great. I don't know why, but I know you have to see it. And you also, the whole um, going back in time dynamic is very uh, it's made in a brilliant way. I think because it's very hard to do a, a time travel movie because there will always be flaws in your logic. But just watch the movie, and just like Fight Club or Seven. I think the best part comes to to watch the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great film. That's all I want to say about it. I'm surprised, dude. That's, I did not expect this to be your number one, but no. hey, I enjoyed the film. I, I I didn't make my top ten or anything, but um, I think it's one of his very first big roles by Brad Pitt. He's very young in this film. Do you know when? It, I think it wasn't it after or in the same year as Fight Club. Maybe I think he was 99. But it's kind of this breakout year, wasn't it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, seven was ninety-five. Really? I thought yeah. it was after. Um, Not a fight I don't. I think his his first like role, what like big role, was in Thelma and Louise. Also, uh, a film that I haven't seen. But, but this um, is a big role. He's he has in Thelma and Louise. I don't think so. All right. So it was ninety-four and Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. Then seven ninety-five. Same year as Twelve Monkeys. Seven and. Uh, 12 Monkeys came out the same year. 12 Monkeys was 1985. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Then Sleepers, The Devil's Own, which is a terrible film. Seven Years in Tibet, also a terrible film. <laughs> I rewatched. Bashing the films here. Yeah. Sorry. I just, uh, yesterday, uh, the day before that, I rewatched Seven Years in Tibet, where he plays an Austrian mountain climber. Yeah. And he just does the worst Austrian accent. It's, it's <laughs> It sounds like a mixture. He's trying to impersonate Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tommy Wiseau. It's terrible. Yeah, I think you have to explain who Tommy Wiseau is. <laughs> Watch the disaster artist or room, their yeah. room, their room. Yeah, <laughs> big <Not> difference. The- <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so those are the ten, the well, the ten best things that we've seen, mm-hmm. and obviously our number one was uh, the best thing that we've seen. Uh, do you have any honorable mentions that you want to just mention real quickly? Um, big Short. Yeah, and well, let me see. Uh, definitely left something out burn after reading that's my number 11 yeah that was the one that was uh, fighting with Inglourious Bastards yeah. because I th- just for his performance yeah he's great he's fantastic yeah. in that I mean the scene with him and um, George Clooney <laughs> in the closet yeah yeah I mean it's, it's <laughs> this is one of my favorite Coen brother films yeah. and he is a big part in that film and it's great I also have um, uh, obviously burn after reading and um, The Counselor which really? everyone hates that's the, the Ridley right. Scott film. I've only seen the director's cut. I think a lot of people have only seen the theatrical cut, and that's sort of the one that is apparently much worse. Or did I think it was all right? I haven't, uh, I'm not sure if I'm confusing it with some other film. I think it's a very underrated film, even though it's ridiculous in so many ways. There are so many ridiculous over-the-top scenes. It's uh, an insane film, but it has such a like a gut punch of an ending as well. <laughs> it's um, I enjoyed that way more than I think the general... Uh, public did I guess yeah I mean, we, yeah I mean we haven't talked about World War Z uh, Meet Joe Black which is, I haven't which seen is Meet Joe Black or Legends of the Fall Legends of the Fall yeah, yeah. anything else big that we that we haven't talked about Spy Game yeah, I wasn't a fan it's of fine yeah. yeah 
Um, True Romance. Very True cool film. Romance, yeah. But he's a very small it's role. A very small, I think it's, small that's actually one of his very first yeah. bigger roles. Might be. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, that was the, the first sort of special episode that mm-hmm. we did. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, looking forward to the next one. Yeah, we'll see how uh, people sort of um, react to these kind of episodes. Maybe let us know if you want more of these episodes or um, just go back to the way that we did it before. And um, yeah, I think it's sort of fun to to mix it up a little bit and to get to talk about some older films and um, some of our favorite films and not just the the new stuff that we've seen. And um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Hopefully we'll, we'll listen to your feedback and maybe we'll do this again. Where can they find us? Uh, <laughs> where can't they find us right. uh, well if you visit us on, um, on Anchor we've got some links to different uh, platforms like we're on YouTube now Spotify, Google Play many other platforms that yeah. I can't remember right now Yeah, Google uh, Podcast or whatever it's called Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. we, we, we just, we're now sort of adding uh, new platforms they get accepted like yep. gradually and they're all listed on the Anchor site and maybe sometime in the future on Apple Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. And you can find us on Twitter at Best Thing Radio. And uh, yeah, that's it. We hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.